Holiest. Damn holiest. Mm-hmm. We don't really know where this topic came from. No, I, I have no idea where it came from either. We're gonna go with it. Yep. Religious artifacts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy relics. Oh, is that what it was supposed to be? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> it's the same thing, though, right? Mm-mm. No? Sort of. Religious artifacts, holy relics. I think they're the same thing. All right, well, let's just go with it. Well, I have, like, I don't know, ten examples of crazy holy art relics. Okay, that's more than I have, but mine are crazy, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. We've started already. Did we? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that happens. How how long ago? Like a minute. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we really got to get into it. Yep. So, on this episode of Parababble, Holy Relics. Holy Relics. Relig- and religious Artifacts. Religious Artifacts. Yes. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know either. Ask Jeff. He's not here. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> So Jeff was abducted by aliens. Yep. So he is no longer with us. Nope. Until the Greys deem to return him. I guess so. And then we'll have to ask him about, like, all the strange probings and everything else Mm -hmm. that's gone on. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll come back and stay on topic more. I don't know. Or not. That's prayer battle. Well, that is true. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into this, this... whole conversation about holy relics and when i was doing some research about this i was like why but then i was also like why is there so many people like making pilgrimage to see ridiculous parts of human bodies mm-hmm. yeah well when we i first started looking at this i'm like this religion shit i'm just od'd on it right now i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to you were done before you even got started yeah i'm like no so, a little background, I guess, right? That's mm-hmm. helpful. Sometimes. Holy relics, mm-hmm. artifacts holding special religious meaning, any object that has to do with a quote-unquote holy person... Okay, I did that right then. ...can become a relic. So, holy relics are found in almost every religion. I guess, like, Christian-based religion. That's mostly what I was able to find. Um, and they've been around since, like, ancient times. Yes. Some of these are super, super old. Mm-hmm. Which was one of the things I found fascinating, because how are they existing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years? I found some of it pretty hilarious, actually. <laughs> well, I think most of it is pretty hilarious. Yeah. So Christian relics uh, are known to have three classes, and I guess those are like Christian relics make up like the most of all of these. Mm-hmm. So first class, first class citizen relic is that it has to be directly associated with Jesus. Oh. Or the physical remains of a saint's body. Okay, I have some level one relics cool. on my list here then. So a second class relic mm-hmm. is items that were owned by a saint. How could they prove that? Documentation. I asked myself the same thing and they were like, well, it has to have documents. And then I was like, but do the documents do anything? What if a saint like owned a car... And then, like, he sold it. He or she sold it. You need the pink slip. Yeah, but then it became somebody else's car. And then the saint died and became a saint. 
and then they found that car, and they're like, oh, it was the Saints, but it really wasn't when he died because he sold it to somebody. I feel like they would be able to twist it around to make sure that they were still... Am I overthinking it? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little teeny bit. And then there's third-class relics, mm-hmm. and that's any object that has been in contact with either a first-class or second-class relic. That makes everything a relic. If Pretty you much, <laughs> if you think about it. So um, I think the biggest holy relic that we're not going to talk about tonight because it's been done so many times. Can you think of which one I'm probably thinking of? The one that we already did a whole episode on? The, yes. the Holy Grail? You're so right. Yeah. Yep. The Holy Grail is probably the best known holy relic. Mm-hmm. Although no one actually knows where it is. No, no one except Indiana Jones. Yep, and he's not telling anybody. No. So then, if you know you had to bypass the Holy Grail, I had to start looking at other holy relics. Mm-hmm. And there are some strange ones out there. Yes, there are. And people are, like, going and seeing them and parading them through streets. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And worshiping them and fighting each other for them and stealing them from other churches to put in their own churches. That's not very (laughs) Christian-like. I'm like, this is crazy. Then there's like a whole black market for them too. (laughs) Supposedly you can like go on certain websites and certain trading things and you can like get yourself a holy relic. Go on the dark web and like... (laughs) Get a saint's finger. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I always say like I want a hand of glory. And it's like, maybe I need to try to figure out where this dark web is. There's a lot of them, apparently. You found, like, whole hands? Oh, I didn't go actually looking for them. (laughs) They found you? There's a lot of... (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of uh, religious artifacts that are just hands and body parts. Yes. That's actually all my examples. I don't know how I went down that road (laughs) until I was already down it all the way. And I realized, like, hey, wait a minute. I'm looking back at my list. As I fill out a whole page, I'm like, these are all human body parts. Yeah, so you might have all first-class relics on your list. I would assume so. Yeah. And it's crazy how some of those body parts came to be holy relics. Yeah, I have a favorite, personally. Um, I guess we can get to it eventually. But I don't know where you want to start. You want me to throw some out there, or...? You want you got you got a bunch well, of let's go. Why don't we go like tip for tat here? Mm-hmm. You know, okay. we'll do a little round robin of of oh. saint parts. Yeah, <laughs> can I name the episode that instead <laughs> of holy relics? You might yeah. as well, right? What's the difference, really, when you think about it? Saint parts. <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> it's kind of what this is. So I think this came out of a discussion that we were having one night after we had done some episodes, and we were probably. A little punchy and we we're talking about holy grail and things like that and like what else is actually out there and we've done some pretty crazy episodes in the past you know mm-hmm. all different kinds of topics but this was this is like sort of on the supernatural level i guess it could be kind of paranormal in a way because people think these things like hold all this power and can like bless you and bring you good luck and you know they go and say whether or not they're going to have a good year or a bad year if the blood liquefies or doesn't (laughs) stupid (laughs) but hey 
People live and die by the cross. <laughs> I'm here all night. And everyone hates us again. <laughs> all right. So um, how about I start with the head of St. Peter, St. Oliver Plunkett? Okay. I don't have that one. So. Oh, okay. So St. Oliver Plunkett was an Irish Catholic archbishop bishop who was falsely accused of treason under King James II. He was found guilty. He was drawn and quartered in 1681, and his head was brought to Rome and hidden until 1921 in a nunnery. Hmm. So right here, now, they only know where his head is. He was drawn and quartered, so there could be other holy relics There's somewhere out there. Maybe we should, you know, start checking the dark web, because they got to be somewhere. But his head was the most notable one, and that's the one they ended up finding. So they snuck it into this nunnery, and the nuns kept it safe, kept this decapitated head safe. They just, like, put it in a cabinet somewhere? <laughs> they must have, right? I, I don't know, but they somehow preserved it. Um, and then after that, it was put into a church in Ireland, and it's been there since 1995, along with some of his bones. It's pretty messed up. Now, what's really crazy about this is that there's if you there's pictures of his head that you know his preserved head, mm -hmm. um, and people obviously that go to that church go and they can see that. When he was originally drawn and quartered, the body parts were supposedly thrown into a fire, and one of the guards ran and stole his head out of the fire and saved it. And there's like a scorch mark on half the head. That's the story. Hmm. Yeah. Saint head slightly damaged. So you know nothing um, like scaring little kids, right? You know, yeah, seriously, going to Sunday that's mass. That's what I was just thinking when you told me it was in a church. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, almost all of these are all in churches. Yeah. So. Mostly in Europe, I noticed. Yes, I did also find that, but I I. Don't know how I would have reacted if I was like a six-year-old kid going to church and looking at somebody's head in a case. Yeah, I don't know. Religion's that's, weird, man. Yeah, tell me about <laughs> it. All right, so that's a good way to start the show off, right? So oh, that would yeah. definitely be considered a first class. No. Nope. First, yeah, first class, because that's class. part of the saint's body. His head. Yeah, yep. that qualifies. He wasn't, you know, affiliated with Jesus in any way, but... It's still his head. Still his head. Yep. And then I start to wonder, like, I don't know, does the spirit ever really rest if their body's in pieces? Yeah, I don't know. That's a whole question for the <laughs> those religious people. You know, is he, like, wandering around headless, mm -hmm. like, looking for his head? Yeah, he's just trying to get ahead in life. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stupid jokes that he said that <laughs> I'm just going to keep setting him up so you can <laughs> knock him down. <laughs> He's the head of that church. <laughs> oh, yep. I feel like the show's already better. Mm. <laughs> All right. So what do you got over there? Okay. So I have another first class artifact. Okay. I like it. This is uh, St. Clair, her hair clippings and fingernails. Oh, I did see this one. Yes. Yeah. So, St. Clair, she lived in the 12th century, 
but somehow she is considered to be the patron saint of TV and computer screens. Oh, interesting. Which is, yeah, that's very interesting, because she lived in the 12th century, like I said. They didn't have TV back then, I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> um, I mean, I that you see like an old person today trying to work a TV or a computer screen. and It's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got this person from the 1100s who is the patron saint of TV. I wonder how that happened. That's, well, that's got to be a story in itself. Of course, this obviously happened like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years after she died. But they say it's because one night she was sick. She was like really sick. So she couldn't go to mass. And then supposedly she saw the mass happening on the wall of her house. It was just there for her to see instead of having to go. I don't know if she had like Joel Osteen, Olstein <laughs> showing up there on her uh, on her wall. But uh, yeah, she saw it. It's not like she was hallucinating or anything. So that is why she is the patron saint of television. I mean, do television and computers need a patron saint? There is a patron saint for everything. As I found out after seeing this. <laughs> I could have gone down that rabbit hole pretty far. I'm sure. I didn't. Um, so the church decided to take a vial of her nail clippings and locks of her hair to keep. And that's that. So that's out there in the world somewhere. That's so strange. Yeah, it is weird. Just her hair and her nails. Yeah, they didn't even take her head like that other person, that other dude. Okay. <laughs> what follows that? <laughs> I don't know. Um. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there are better ones out there. Yeah. Got the patron saint of TikTok on there anywhere? Right. Um. Hey, you never know. Uh, did you read anything about the blood of Saint Generous? I saw something about that. I didn't write it down. It was one of my things here, though. So he is the patron saint of Naples. Okay. The, you know, I mean, he was from there, so I guess that's that's the, his thing. At least that was a thing that was there when he was alive. Right. And the church in Naples, the Naples Cathedral, mm-hmm. holds a container. I'm going to say container because it's not really a vial. It's bigger than a vial. It's like, you know, mug-sized. So it's not this, like, little tiny vial of blood. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a good amount of blood. Um, and it's been there since the 14th century. And it's famous because it goes from being dried, like you can see that it's solid and, like, dried on the sides of this container, to suddenly liquefying and becoming, like, blood again. And this typically happens like three times a year, the anniversary of his death, his saint's day, and then like the patron saint day of, you know, Naples. Um, But it doesn't happen every year. And the years that it hasn't happened, bad things have happened. It's bad omen. So it hasn't happened in a while, I'm going to guess. Well, I don't know how... It sounded like it pretty much happens regularly, but there's definitely been years where it's been skipped. And usually, like they say that those are like years of drought or famine or war. But they all gather together. They take out this relic of this blood of this saint and they watch it and wait for it to liquefy and then they march it through the streets of Naples. 
and then put it away until the next time they're supposed to look at it again. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Groundhog Day. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I Hey, there's got to be inspiration in there somewhere, right? I guess so. <laughs> but they don't know. There's no scientific explanation for how it goes from being completely dried up to then being liquid again and then back to drying up. Put a little water in there and wait for it to evaporate. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Kool-Aid. I don't know. But it's pretty interesting. People come from all over to look at this, con- you know, container of blood. Yeah. I wonder if they would let people test that blood, like scientists, if they could, like, you know, check out the DNA of it and see. Well, I did find that really interesting because if you're trying to prove that something's an actual holy relic, right, like mm-hmm. part of the saint, couldn't you do DNA testing now? Couldn't you do stuff like that? You or would that be too unholy? I mean, I don't know what you would compare it to, to know for sure. But, I mean, they could tell all sorts of things. Well, that it was, like, actual human remains? Because some yeah, of these, well, like, yeah. mummified things don't even look like... Yeah, you could start there, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I did one of those 23andMe things. They could tell, like, where your ancestors came from. What They could tell that, I guess, at least, I think. Wouldn't that be nuts if, like, they could do that and then you find out that somehow down your family line yeah <laughs> you like, were related to one of the saints the saint. <laughs> would you be like that's my great 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 uncle's foot i want it back yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why they don't do it maybe i don't know i don't know if people would have a legal claim to, to claim the patron saint's foot back it's pretty crazy but i feel like a lot of churches like don't want to give these things up because that's how they get so many practitioners you know people coming and making pilgrimages and mm-hmm. you know it's like their tourist attraction there's like you know instead of like the niagara wine trail you know out here in our parababel studio mm-hmm. area you go on like the holy relic trail mm-hmm. and just go from like church to church to church and like yep. a big bus yeah looking at the severed heads and the and miles the of blood and the fingernails and the, yeah yeah doesn't that sound like a great way to spend a vacation in europe it sounds super fun <laughs> You don't want to go to see the holy foreskin? No, I'm good. <laughs> well, at least 18 churches claim to have this uh, holy piece of Jesus. That's a lot of churches. Yeah. How is that possible? Its current location like, is unknown, but it was last in Calcutta, Italy in 1983. What happened to it? What happened to all of the different variations of it? I have many questions. I can't even form one right now. <laughs> this I'm is what I mean, like though. Like, 18. I'm trying to research this stuff, and I'm just like, first of all, again, why? Yes. Second of all, like, I don't know. Is that the one thing you'd want your church to be known for? Yeah, really. <laughs> even if it was real. Yeah. Like. And I feel like so much of this stuff they found, like, is not real. Like, that holy shroud of Turin. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's, like, another holy relic that's like really well known then they did all that testing on it and they were like yeah it was in the middle ages yeah somebody faked it and there's still people that are like oh no no that's real oh yeah they you couldn't have done that technology in the middle ages that's satan <laughs> that's satan making you think that it's like i think even if you did test some of these and found out that they weren't actually real mm-hmm. people still wouldn't believe it I mean, they don't believe that there was dinosaurs. 
So. Well, that is, that's yeah. I I so, don't get that at all. But yeah, there's same, definitely people same out there. Too. <laughs> it's just bones of other things that somebody put together to make into a dinosaur. Yeah, like a puzzle. Yeah. I don't know. That's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. But I mean, you know, I guess so is this stuff. Now that we're talking about it. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's sort of like that, like sideshow thing too. You know, like when they would put like weird things at like sideshows for people to come and like. Yeah, like Bat Boy and uh, yeah, a bearded lady. And yeah, <laughs> like weird embryos and jars. Yeah, that's basically what it is. I mean, those were like probably fiftieth class relics, but. Unless you walk them by uh, St. Clair's hair. True. Then it would become a third class. Really there you quick. go. Chupacabra's here. Probably make a lot of money that way. <laughs> Chupacabra's thirsty. Water break. <laughs> There's drought here. Everything's very dry. Dude. All right then. So, <laughs> what's next on your list? The next on my list is Saint Catherine's body. Like a whole body? Um, I think so. I forgot. Let me read what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometime after Saint Catherine died, the church wanted to move her body to her hometown. Okay. Um. So when they tried to do this, her head fell off. <gasps> so they put it in like this this dollhouse thing or like a cuckoo clock looking thing. What? There's a picture of it if you if you Google St. Catherine's head. I'm sure you could find it pretty easily. It, I, I don't know what this thing is, how to describe it. It's this very big, like, Catholic looking thing. It's like... Oh, okay. So like gaudy and... Yeah, that's actually the exact word I wrote yeah. down to describe it. It's probably like metal and gold and... That's my next one, too. Yeah, I wrote giant, gaudy, gold metal <laughs> thing. But this one, it's like it's like a, like a roof shape, like a, like an huh. arc. So I don't know if it was like supposed to be like... It's a house for her head. Yeah, I don't know if it was like supposed to be a dollhouse or like a cuckoo clock. Because it kind of has that shape of like a traditional cuckoo clock where, you know, the, the triangular arch on the top. Gotcha. And it's like strikes 12 and like her head pops out at you or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's where her head ended up. Uh, the rest of her body, they just kind of, like, threw it all over the place. Like, some of her fingers and feet are in Venice, apparently. Um, her hands, one of her hands and her shoulder is in Rome. Her ribs are in Florence. Just kind of, That's, know. like, seriously all over the place. Yeah, they just kind of, you know, I mean, she fell apart. Her head fell off. Well, I could understand, like, the head coming off, but it sounds... I mean, like, how do the ribs fall off? That's somebody, like, well, pulling those things apart. You know, I'm not sure how long they let her body sit there before they're like, let's move it. Oh, so you're thinking it's just, it's like, decay. skeleton... Decay and whatnot. Hang on, let me look it up. I don't, It wasn't quite fully skeleton, but it, you could tell it was, like, very much decayed. I mean, how do you decide, like, who gets a foot over a finger? Yeah, but I'm sure, like, they would fight over it. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. We deserve more than just two fingers. We want two fingers, a shoulder, and a rib. Yeah. And again, like, I don't know. If your body was all over the place in all these different areas. 
So oh, here's God, a picture that's of horrifying. <laughs> I see what you mean. A picture. Yeah. And yeah, it's like a cuckoo clock, a little dollhouse type of thing. She looks like a mummy. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She's definitely decayed a little bit. Just Google St. Catherine's head if you really want to see it. It's something. Now, it'd be interesting to know if, like, all the churches that claim to have the rest of her body parts, if those were all, like, tested to see if that really was all of her body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that you could do with DNA testing on. You could test right. the DNA from the head to the other random body parts that are floating all over Italy. Because I definitely feel like there's a lot of trickery that goes on with some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. It it's doesn't like, seem like... What's real and what do they get at, like, Party City? <laughs> Party City. <laughs> um, what about Virgin Mary's breast milk? Did not hear about that one at all. <laughs> this one is so bizarre. Because <laughs> compared to the other ones that are totally... I know! Talked about. So this, and I'm not making this up, this one is located in the Chapel of the Milk Grotto in Bethlehem. Seems appropriate. The chapel was built in 1872, but the site was a pilgrimage site by Christians for many, 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 many years before that. So they basically, like, people were coming to this spot, and then they built the church on top of it in 1872. The grotto is a popular site for couples looking to conceive. And they take, so the legend has it that Mary breastfed baby Jesus and as a drop of her breast milk hit the ground, it turned the stone white. So people go there because they will take some of the stone, I guess it's like limestone, and grind it up and sell it. And people will make that into like a concoction and drink it, thinking that it's going to help them conceive. So is this like Jesus' house when he was little? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like supposedly in the same area that he was born. But that's the legend. Is it yeah. really true? I don't know. But I thought that was a really strange one. And I was just like, of course the chapel would be called the Chapel of the Milk. What yeah. else would it be called? It's really weird. It sure is. I, I mean, I even... Yeah. And people are, like, going there all the time. Like, can I please get my stone dust? I'd like my stone dust, please. I mean, at least it's not as morbid as a severed heads and stuff. I mean, I guess not. But some of that is, like, crazy. There's a bunch of different churches that claim that they have basically his diapers. His swaddling <laughs> clothes. Jesus' diapers. Yes. They're like, here's his swaddling clothes. Jesus shit in this. Which were really just his diapers, when mm -hmm. you think about it. Yeah. If you can even prove that. I mean... I mean, how do you prove any be of this, really? 2,000 years old, right? So, wouldn't they have disintegrated by now? You would think so. I, I don't know. I have many questions. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I don't even know who would have answers. And then there's like a whole bunch of these relics that are supposedly at the Vatican that are hidden that no one can see. Yeah, the secret part of the Vatican. Remember that? Yeah. we talked about? They have like a basement or something that they hide all their shit in. So, I mean, they have like a ton of these. I forget how many it said, but they were like hundreds that no one's allowed to see. Hmm. They don't put on display at all. If they're putting separate heads on display, I want to see what they're hiding. 
Yeah, right. What could they possibly have that they're hiding from people? Science. They're like, here's this lady's head that fell off like 500 years ago. But you don't want to see what's in our basement at the Vatican. Right? You're not allowed to have any of that you information. Don't, you don't want to know. I don't know. It just kept, it was getting crazier and crazier the more I was reading this stuff. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. This is nuts. I haven't even gotten to the craziest one yet. I'm wondering if it's the one that I have. Which one do well, you my have? My last one. Which one is it? St. Anthony's Jungle no, Tongue. It's not. No? Nope. This was my all-time favorite. <laughs> because is this of like St. Anthony, like like the patron saint of lost things, St. Anthony? I believe so, yes. Okay. Because uh, because of one specific detail in here. Gotcha. Is why it's my all-time favorite. So St. Anthony died from ergotism, which is a poisoning, which is also known as St. Anthony's fire. Which is kind of ironic, if you think really? about it. Yes. So, 30 years after he died, the church went to go check on his body. And they discovered that everything except his jaw and his tongue had basically decayed and turned to dust. What? Yeah. So, naturally, what they did was they took his jaw and tongue and they smelted it and put it in this giant gold gaudy metal case, is what I wrote. Because that's what they do. <laughs> Gotta keep them safe. So it sounds very similar to all the other ones we talked about, but then mm -hmm. I read this one thing about it, and I was like, I had to read it twice, and then I had to like do separate verification to find out if it was actually real, and it was. Um, apparently, St. Bonaventure was part of the team that discovered his body after it had decayed and whatnot. And what he did when he saw this severed tongue and jaw is that he kissed it with, and I quote, tender devotion. Whoa. And then my note says, this is real, WTF. And then I wrote, like, the actual source of where, where I found, like, the proof of where it was written down. It was, like, footnote 40 in something called, and it was mostly in Italian, so I don't know if this is from the Bible, uh, and an electa franciscana page 328 and 157. So, was St. Bonaventure a saint before he did that? I don't know. <laughs> like, did that, like, make but him does, a saint? I wonder, yeah, because by those saint rules, wouldn't that make him, like, a, <laughs> at least a third yeah. class? Although he was made an actual saint afterwards, so then he'd be upgraded to a first class. Because he probably wasn't a saint when he did it. Yeah, don't you have to die to be a saint? I think so. Yeah, you gotta so have, like, certain criteria, like, so many miracles that have to happen. And so, technically... He was a third-class holy artifact before he died. Yep. And then they upgraded him after death to a first-class by making him a saint. That's so weird. If somebody died of poisoning, do you think you would touch the only part of them that <laughs> didn't You know what? I didn't decay? even think about that. I was just thinking he's kissing this well yeah you're right i mean that's that's <laughs> for 30 years it was uh the first logical place yeah. is definitely there you know <laughs> but then you think about it and you're like if supposedly he died of some kind of poisoning like wouldn't you want to stay away from that yeah i mean i would and personally. not take the risk that that whatever killed him could have yeah could have transferred over i don't know i don't know what kind of poisoning it was if it was like really contagious or it was some kind of fungal even more reason yeah, why I you mean, wouldn't want to get near it 
I mean, it's probably good that they encased everything in gold, so that way if there was something... Yeah, they were like, we got to encase this thing in gold, so St. Bonaventure stops making out with it. <laughs> so here's a picture of that. That's the thing that he was kissing with oh, tender devotion. Oh, so weird. Yep. It is uh, just a jaw with a white tongue in it. Oh. So strange. I don't yeah. know. So after reading that one, I was like, I give up, and I stopped. Um, St. John the Baptist, his head is currently in four different locations. There's four different places that claim to have his head. So do they like split it in four or do they have four separate heads? And they have four separate heads. So at least three of them are full of shit. Yes. But the interesting thing is that there's only one that's an actual skeleton. The other three are supposedly encased so one just looks like it's in a big like pillow kind of thing um and another one is not it's also covered so you can't actually see the skull but supposedly his head is currently in france germany syria and italy hmm. yeah there's churches in those four countries that claim to have his head so this is a situation where like dna would help mm -hmm. because you'd be able to at least how old it was yep. to like line up with when he was alive and I'm sure some of them were like way off and that's got to be like a serious rivalry mm -hmm. right I mean everybody laying claim that they have the same thing yeah and nobody willing to say that they might have made a mistake no <laughs> I know no rest for that um, what about the right hand of King Stephen never heard of it so his um he was very popular king mm -hmm. stephen he was in crusades and he you know was like warrior and man of the people and when he passed people were making so many pilgrimages to where he was buried his grave at the time that they have to move they had to move his body because it was like getting unsafe of how many people were coming there so his right hand was stolen during the relocation it was recovered in the year 1084. Um, it toured all around and <laughs> found its home in Budapest. It went on tour. In the St. Stephen Cathedral, and it's been there since 1771. And it's yearly paraded around the city. So this is crazy. The guard that was supposed to be watching the grave when they were relocating the body to basically a crypt that just so it was more secure he's the one that stole the hand he wanted a, you know a memento yeah a souvenir yep so he took the hand and like no one knew he had it for years and years and years and then they found it and put it on display and now they march it around the streets once a year just his hand i don't know what happened to the rest of his body they relocated it to the crypt i guess it's still there. Yeah, but the hand is in a glass case hmm. in St. Stephen's Cathedral in Budapest, where it makes a yearly pilgrimage through the streets. Because why not? And people cheer for the hand. Give, Give him a, a hand. hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, what about the fingers of Doubting Thomas? Did you hear about this? The finger no. of Doubting Thomas? <laughs> the fingers of Doubting Thomas. So, 
It's just actually one finger. But oh. Thomas is the sa- is the patron saint of skeptics. Oh. That's why he was doubting Thomas. So he was the one that when Jesus was resurrected, he didn't believe that it was really Jesus. So in order to prove that it was, Jesus invited Thomas to put his finger into the wound on his side to prove it. So he did, and that finger is currently in Rome. <laughs> like, pull my finger. It is the finger of Doubting Thomas hmm. that supposedly was in the wound of Christ. Now, how did they know it was that specific finger that he I poked Jesus with? I don't with? know, but that's the got, finger. He's got nine, nine other candidates, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. If you count thumbs. Yeah. Even if I you mean, don't. Could have been any finger, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be weird. It's probably got to be your pointer finger. You would think about I it. Was, I would think so. Like I mean, if you're I not going to like stick your pinky in there. If I was going to poke Jesus's wound, I would probably <laughs> pointer finger. I mean, that's maybe that's why they call it the pointer finger. Such a weird thing. It could be. But so weird. Hmm. Like, no, Jesus, I don't think that you're really resurrected. Well, come and poke this wound in my side so you will be a believer. I have many questions. <laughs> so this weird. Is, this is why, uh, this is where we will miss Jeff. Because, like, this is the point where I would ask him, like, what did Jesus do after he was resurrected? He's just like, <laughs> like, what happened after that? And then we would go on a 45-minute slippery slope of ridiculousness that we had no way to know was true or not. Yeah, but then I'd have some answers at least. <laughs> Well, you'd have answers. I just don't know if they'd be the right answers. He's probably hears us up in the alien ship right now. He's probably yelling down the answer. He probably is. Yeah. Oi. I only have one more. Okay. I'll see. This is my weirdest one. That's saying a lot. I know so it is. Let's see if it I feel like up to it. We've already like been through a bunch of these weird scenarios, but mm-hmm. this is the toe of St. Francis. Okay. So, um... It's currently in a chapel in Portugal on display. But uh, do you want me to tell you how it got there? Of course. So St. Francis was interned, and a devoted woman went over as if to kiss his foot, and she bit off his toe and smuggled it to Portugal. To her own church, where it's now on display. See, there's like there's like gang rivalry with all these saint parts. She bit off his church. toe. Which one? What is wrong with people? It's like his big toe. Oh. Like, how does anyone do that? I it mean, literally is at a funeral. A woman bent over to kiss his foot and bit off his toe, and took it to her own chapel in Portugal for display. I mean, I don't get like touching all these decaying body parts, but these people are like biting them off I and, know. Like, making out with them and <laughs> after that i was like you know what this is enough this is just enough for me yeah that was your that was your line it was mine was saint bonaventure kissing saint <laughs> anthony's severed jaw i'll stick to like you know the holy grail and things that i don't know i like objects better than body parts i guess yeah there was a lot about there was this a lot of body parts mm-hmm. for St. Parts. Episode 100 and whatever it is, St. Parts. 
So we learned what makes a holy relic. Uh, a saint's body part. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Or Jesus. Or Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or poking Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he comes back down, is he going to be like, dude, what are you guys doing with all of these parts? Give them back. <laughs> like bury them somewhere. Give them proper burials. <laughs> this is going to be like these saints coming back without their feet. <laughs> with no jaw. Like zombies. Right? Yep. So weird. I mean, I guess if you think that, you know, that's going to do something for you. Yeah. I, I don't get it, but... Okay. <laughs> what else can you say about it? <laughs> Nothing. Where's Jeff? (laughs) (laughs) It's all his fault. I know. This was his idea. Yeah. Well, future episodes will be much better. We're going to have more creative control. (laughs) Be less sane parts. For as long as Jeff is in the UFO. Yeah, I don't want to be talking about parts unless we're talking about, like, serial killers. There we go. Right? That's a topic I could get behind. That's, I think, the only time I'd mm-hmm. want to talk about stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like, the Tooth Fairy. Who, like, you know, killed their victims and stole their teeth. Yeah, there you go. That's, like, more on the level, I think. Mm-hmm. I could relate to that much more. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird thing to say, I guess, but... What are you gonna do? You know, or, like, Dahmer, who just ate their parts. Yeah. St. Bonaventure... Like, I can't get over this. You're still on it. I'm still on it. You're really hung up about he it. He came, like, if, if he ingested anything, mm-hmm. like, what's the difference between him and Dahmer? I mean, I guess he didn't kill St. Anthony. That we know of. He was poisoned. <laughs> that we know of. So, I mean, I don't know. I think I have to just close the book on this one. Yep. Just close <laughs> close the, the chapter. Next time I see Jeff, I'm going to ask him about it. Don't. <laughs> You know what will happen. You get into a conversation that will go left real quick. I know, but yeah. So more to come from Parababble about way more interesting things than Saints Saint parts. parts. And hopefully, you know, if you have any ideas or you want to talk more about serial killers, then drop us a line. Yeah, ParababblePodcast at gmail.com and Parababble everywhere else that we Usually. 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 Well, we have an application or something, right? Yeah.